0: Hacimos la on SFM
1: it's 15 after 11 o'clock we are continuing leading the conversation on the talking point and uh, within this hour we're going to be focusing on some of the responses uh, from uh, the Department of Water and Sanitation and this is particularly with uh, the challenges that multiple communities are facing Uh, we're in conversation with the deputy minister in that department uh, Minister David Machobo good morning to you and thank you for your Time today.
2: A very good morning, my sister, and the uh, and, uh, compliments, and uh, a, a very good morning to all your listeners across the length and breadth of the
1: Africa. Minister Maklobo, it would be remiss of me to begin this conversation by not talking about what um, perhaps we've been discussing on this platform. Over this last hour and perhaps even, you know, over a period of time, but specifically because we're coming out of this conversation with the current minister in the dep- in, in the presidency, rather, Minister Monty Gungubele. There are big concerns about the state of security in this country, and you would have seen the latest report into the July unrest and what that has meant for the country. We saw the devastation. We we, we understand the costs for the country, but ultimately what it exposed about the state of, of the functioning of the country, in particular our intelligence services. When you look at the state of say, of of state security today, and we go back to the Mufamadi report, which in many ways had placed you as one of the key players that had been central to the destruction of the state security agency. What do you have to say? Because we are where we are today ultimately because Our criminal justice system, our state security systems have not been functioning in the way that they needed to be functioning. And you are one of the people that has been pointed out in a report as having been central to the destructive state that we find ourselves in today. what, What are your reflections retrospectively on your role in that organization and where we are right now?
2: Well, Katie, you will agree with me that, uh, one, as you uh, correctly say, you are digressing. I'm coming in my capacity as a deputy minister responsible for water and sanitation. Comrade Mondly was with you earlier on. And in terms of the decorum of the National Area of Regulity, which uh, he's the president, uh, actually preside, Mondly has spoken on behalf of government. Uh, especially around these issues that are there. And uh, the position of government, as communicated by Comrade Deku is the position that binds all of us. And uh, secondly, you know that I'm in the leadership of the ANC, and I happen to chair the ANC Security Committee as an acting chair. And it created the general statement of the ANC around the question of strengthening of institutions, you will say that that depends on all of us. And then lastly, uh, you know that uh, when it comes to issues of uh, allegations of corruption and malfeasance in our own country, the leadership of the ANC uh, took a resolution first in a conference to establish a commission uh, on allegations uh, of uh, state capture and ask all their members that uh, they should be in a position to support the Commission, including participation. And I'm one of those that have respected the decision, because nobody is above any accountability. Therefore, I will not be tempted into venturing in the matter that uh, uh, in front of all South Africans, both of us were uh, at a particular point deployed in certain positions, We give an account of what actually happened. And uh, I will not use this platform when we need to discuss with the serious matters about life and death, because water is about life, it's a human rights issue. And I will say, let's please try to focus on this. And government is a clear spokesperson on certain issues about position and government and various issues. But on water, as agreed with the Minister of Water and Sanitation, I'm here to deal with all those issues that are related to the water and
1: sanitation sector. And you, you know, Minister, that is fair enough, and I didn't say that we weren't going to get to it. I said by the very nature of the conversations that have been happening on this platform this morning, it would be remiss of me to not ask you this question. I'm not asking you to make a statement on behalf of government. I'm asking you to make a statement in terms
0: of your own experience. My own experience, you see, Katie, what you do, Mm.
2: every time you get to assign a particular responsibility. if there are questions, you ask those questions, but when you have actually passed there, like I passed, I'm not going to be making any reflection about a post that I used to occupy, whether there is a good performance or not good performance. But as part of the a collective leadership of the country, and as part of people that even now are coming from the FUTLA, the ANC FUTLA, when President actually read our statement of the conclusion, around the capacity of the state, and around how the state institutions, they experience the hallowing out, and how we need to strengthen them. Because there are weaknesses in the state in all facets, but there are also areas of strength. And those are the decisions that have been made, and uh, we actually subject ourselves to those particular decisions. And where I stand, if I have anything to account in the past, and I've subjected to myself fair enough to certain institutions, and I've also subjected myself even into a public platform where I accounted, where people made allegations, at this stage, that would suffice. But uh, as I'm saying, um uh, the challenges we face in our country uh, this afternoon, this excellence will guide the mission. The ANC, of which I'm part of that leadership, has indicated what then becomes the power of this government between now and the end of the year. And I'm um, part of those that will be working to ensure that where they are missed, they must be corrected there are actually issues of concern. So there is leadership and we're being led well, as I'm saying by as the President, we should be able to surmount our strength and capacity. But this thing is not going to be dealt by only our government alone. We need all the social partners. We need citizens, they true to play their part.
1: So, So effectively what you're saying is that you don't, believe that you should be expected to answer any questions around matters, uh, around the state of state security in this country, because you no longer lead that department. This is despite the fact that part of where we are today and the security concerns that we have today stem from what is a broken down state security agency, at least if, if the reports <coughs> that we have even no. into the July unrest are anything to go by?
2: No, but you know there are different responsibilities. If we had called me as a mm-hmm. member of the ANC, NEC, acting chairperson of the subcommittee of the ANC on peace and I would discuss those matters because uh, I'm familiar with the issues. But uh, to be actually tempted to actually discuss issues that are falling in a particular view of certain people that uh, are directed. That's why government is an organisation. It works in a particular way. That's why the statements that uh, are made by Hugh Wakili and Comba Bella, I subscribe to them because those are the position of government. And I don't, I don't do a running commentary uh, on uh, issues unless I'm actually fully mandated. So, but if you want the chairperson you know, of the ANC to the acting chair at a particular point to come and discuss what the view of the ANC subcommittee on this, then they will make time. But if you call me in my capacity as a deputy minister responsible for water and sanitation, I'll stick to that. But let's not create an impression. Uh, that uh, other processes of trying to actually correct the wrongs, there's not been any accountability or people have not been able to make their view heard. You know that I was subjected to a commission where I asked for two things and I answered those uh, issues. But if I have to run a commentary what is the state of security now, uh, invite me properly as part of the NSC comrades working in the subcommittee for peace and
1: stability. All right, Mr. Ma- Minister Maklobo uh, that that's. We'll let it be that then. On that issue, because like you said, we are, of course, wanting uh, to talk to you about the multiple um, workshops that your department is going to be hosting, particularly with uh, water management institutions, to try and address the challenges uh, that are facing water and sanitation provision in different parts of the country. How widespread is this program?
2: When uh, we, since Minister Ntunut met Gillespie, my government, myself, on the 5th of August, we were assigned by the President on a standalone Minister of Water and Sanitation. We have now concluded what we call it provincial uh, working visits. We have visited all the nine provinces uh, where we engage with our own departments, the premiers and provincial governments, local government, all water services authorities and uh, water boards, but more importantly also organizations that are involved uh, in the water resources and water services because the question of water is in junk, uh, uh, actually directed by Constitution. It remains a matter of a human right. And uh, tomorrow we are having a workshop where there are a number of institutions that are involved in the water business, especially in the mining sector, also in the agricultural sector, actually NGOs and others. We are actually looking at a number of institutions that uh, are created by law, especially these institutions to reorganize them because the uh, president has given a clear introduction after the review of SOEs to say, let's repurpose them so that they can be able to fulfill the mandate. Therefore, that's one issue we'll look at tomorrow especially because some of these institutions, especially the irrigation board they were mainly uh, uh, established around apartheid lines, mostly white farmers. And the question that land is given fair to our people and the participation of those institutions on how to transform them. But at the very same time, the philosophy around water resource management promotes that uh, water management must be localized and it's better managed by uh, by communities themselves and organizations at a local level. That's why there is a provision in our law to create those water use associations, but at the very center managing water in terms of hydrological flows, in terms of water management areas, in terms of catchment management areas. Then tomorrow we'll meet with them and say how do we actually organize ourselves to become a true instrument of public participation Local participation, but also transformation is because water is very instrumental around issues of socioeconomic rights. But we'll also talk about issues of access because there are communities that don't have access to water. While some of these institutions are managing water infrastructure like canals, like major pipelines that are going through communities, and say, what do we do to ensure that the citizens, they too, have access to water? we'll also discuss the issues around water pricing because the prices of water the tariffs the tariffs around electricity these are some of the issues and then lastly on how do we become communities of practice around exchange of technologies exchange of skills uh, in the quest of meeting our sustainable development goal. Well, that will be what we'll do tomorrow ultimately it will culminate into next week on the 17th and the 18th of uh, February, where the country will convene under the leadership of the president and minister of where we will actually the a national water summit, where government, where business, civil society, and including local government, will put our heads together, agree on a concrete program to ensure that uh, water does not become an impediment to growth, but more importantly, no communities should stay without access to water and sanitation services.
1: We'll we'll continue exploring then some of the issues that, that you've put on the table in a moment, uh, Minister matlabo the Deputy Minister of Water and Sanitation. For now, it's 11.30. Let's take you to the latest news headlines. Good morning. Thanks, Cathy. The headlines, preparations are in place for President Cyril Ramaphosa's State of the Nation, address this evening. There's tight security at the Cape Town City Hall, where he will deliver the address. Convicted Masoi serial killer Julius Mdawe has been slapped with five life sentences for killing five women in Numbi village in Numpumalanga. And police in the Canadian city of Windsor are negotiating with anti vaccine protesters to get them to lift their blockade of a bridge linking it with the US city of Detroit. I'll have details on these and other stories at 12.
0: Hashtag SFM Talking Point.
1: We continue the conversation on The Talking Point today and we're uh, talking to the Deputy Minister of Water and Sanitation, David Matlabo. It's around uh, the work that they have been doing or that they continue to do, particularly when it comes to water management institutions. Uh, Minister Matlabo, you spoke about how um it, it you as a department has have found that water management functions better when it is localized and also when it is managed by people. What does that mean on a very practical level, especially how that plays out at a local government level as well? Because we know that uh, sometimes the water institutions, of course, play different roles, and especially in the context of municipalities. And and we've seen in instances where there have been failures to deliver water Residents taking some municipalities to court uh, to try and fight for the right to control that infrastructure?
2: Well, um, uh, it, it, you are correct. There, are, there is a plethora of institutions that are involved in the question of water management in the Republic. But the Constitution is very clear, uh, it places the biggest responsibility on the Minister of Water and Sanitation to hold the custodianship on behalf of the people that water should not be actually, it should be used for public good. In other words, not it becomes a commodity. One of the things that we should know that South Africa will remain one of the driest countries in the world. But uh, we have to do whatever it takes, as, re- as uh, directed by the Constitution and the law, to ensure that nobody, and I repeat, nobody must not have access to water because uh, the whole ecosystem on its own, it means water must be made available to our people. Well, the government has done well, uh, over time, uh, to ensure that there is access to water and sanitation. But we must admit, we have fallen short. We're falling short in the main that there are communities that still don't have water since 1994, and they continue to be subjected uh, to issues of fetching water in the river. Some of them they actually die there in the dam. But there are those people who used to have water, but water is intermittent. In other words, it's not available all the time because in the main, uh, some of our institutions have not been able to live up to their responsibility of discharging the responsibility to provide water and sanitation. And our weakest link in this instance has been local government. In as much as local government over the, the last 20, 20, uh, 20 years or 23 years or so, they've been at the forefront of providing services. One of the things they've always neglected is about uh, balancing the population growth and economic growth vis a the investment in infrastructure. And that one we're actually lagging behind in the biggest way, whether it's issues of dams, whether it's issues of river and canals. The other matter that we've not done as government uh, well over that period was the issue that the current infrastructure we have, we must be able to have an asset management philosophy of taking care of it so that uh, we're able to know that uh, it's old that a particular point, it must be replaced. That's why you could see many water leaks and other people have no water. And the other mistake that we are seeking to address is that some of these people that have assigned this function in the administrative level, they don't have the necessary requisite skills to be able to perform this work because this work is technical. And we need to be able to be sending the best of the best and then lastly, there is also the emergency of uh, a corruption and a malfeasance, especially a, a relationship between those who are deployed in the state, but also contractors where you find that uh, many projects, water projects, have not been finished or money gets missing and uh, some of these uh, issues that are there. These are some of the plethora of challenges that we, we have experienced. But our attitude as we convene is that we need to pull together, invest in terms of water resource planning, and show that these institutions are able to collaborate, cooperate, and complement each other so that they can bring water to our people, attend to issues of infrastructure investment, working with private sector because they're involved, and they're very interested in dealing with this, but also build future scientists and engineers that will be able to take care uh, of our own issues lastly the institutions that we're also meeting the issues of food governance. as we know that south africa is coming from a period where we are not actually proud the institutions have collapsed and even in the water sector there are a number of institutions that are not doing well in terms of government they are not actually doing well in terms of prudent financial management those are some of the issues that are on the table that uh, he's the President, the minister the two deputy ministers we need to lead the site to recover live up to expectations of south africans
1: minister oftentimes what we find to be a challenge facing institutions as well and and the the provision of, of basic services is you know is included in that and water is one of it electricity is also another big one is the problem of people not paying for the services that they get from their municipalities. Talk to me a bit about that.
2: Well, um, we have to be able to, as uh, South African to recognize that uh, there are certain things uh, that we should do differently in our journey of building this uh, truly united, uh, non-racial, uh, democratic and a prosperous society. There is a culture in South Africa of non-payment of services. At a particular point, we use this uh, as an instrument to deal with uh, the situation that we confronted of apartheid, to collapse those uh, institutions that are shocking up apartheid. When we took over in 1994, we never had a proper conversation with, our, with the citizens to say the principle of a user paying is a principle that we should all be in a position to respect. But to those that who could not afford, that's why government has a proper security net of free electricity, of free basic water for a particular quantum of volumes. One of the things that even in the water sector we are experiencing now, water ports have not been paid. The debt that is owed to water boards runs to more than 12 billion rents, as we speak. And to try to do uh, issues of trying to recover that particular debt, Municipalities are bleeding poverty. But equally, there are South African citizens who really can afford to pay, including businesses that have a culture of non payment. Therefore, the issues of debt management, issues of revenue management, is going to be one of the most important uh, issues that we need to be able to discuss as part of our social compact. But equally, we also want to say those citizens that are going to be paying for services. We must fix the billing system, because one of the problems in our country is the billing system. Do we get the right bills? And there are a lot of disputes around the issues of billing, including the the issues of metering. But if citizens are going to be paying for services, as government, we want to invest that money back in the infrastructure so that we can assure them of the assurance of supply with limited disruptions, if there are disruptions on a service. We can't be in a position to uh, 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 attend to that particular matter. More importantly, we have to be able to pay for water because the the electricity that we use as an input cost, someone must pay for it. The chemicals that we're actually using uh, to do some of the work, to to treat the water, someone must pay, including the salaries for those who are working in the system. Therefore, the cultural payment, We must agree that it is the right thing to do if our country has to work. Mm.
1: So so then just on this issue of of the payment then, Minister, talk to us about what has happened with the department, particularly in in the city of Tswane when it comes to matters of of non-payment for services.
2: Well, uh, we must support the initiative that uh, is taken by the city of Swan. As long as they implement their policies and uh, a policy of debt management without any fear of favor or criticism. they have our full support. In our case, I had an interaction with the DG Dr. Sean Phillips yesterday. He has assured me that there was that particular incident that was reported yesterday. And it's because uh, there's an intermediary between our government, between our department and other departments, and the role that is played by our colleagues in the Department of uh, Public Works and Infrastructure, because those are the people that they are our landlords that are actually holding the account. The Department of Infrastructure and our department will be sorting out those issues with the city of Swanee. But from where we stand as the Department of Water and Sanitation, our account in terms of paying to our uh, landlord which is the uh, public works is up to date as uh, our advice because we felt very little bit embarrassed uh, uh, that there was that particular incident and it's going to be very important that the message whether it is the department of water and sanitation government departments must be able to pay the people they owe, whether they owe ESCOM, whether they owe the water waterfalls whether they owe municipalities all of us, we must pay, and we must live by paying. If government departments or other levels, provinces, or municipalities, they don't pay, we'll have to get a situation where national treasury must ensure that that particular money that is being owed, rather than giving it to them, let's pay the people that are providing services. Because if we don't do we, we don't do that, uh, and we don't implement uh, debt management strategies and cost recovery, other citizens will be denied their constitutional right to have access to work.
1: Let me then take some of the callers that are tuning into the show that rather want to engage and be part of the conversation this morning. KGM, let me kick it off with you. Good morning, KGM.
2: Good morning, KC, Good morning to Deputy Minister Maslabo and to my fellow listeners. Thank you, thank you, mm. thank you. Uh, Deputy Minister...
0: You know, it, it, it's a painful thing that 28 years later, uh, after so much promise of, of
2: the, the hope that you preached as uh, the, the organization, the ruling party, that we would sit here and listen to somebody like you trying to justify things that are unjustifiable. I, I want to take you on the issue of accountability. I am in an area that used to to be part of the Bopuja Jona homeland. When we went into 94, things were functioning. Not all communities were having water infrastructure like it is the case even now, but be that as it may, now we're sitting in a situation where even where there's infrastructure that you found, there's either no water at all or you are us to drink dirty water. If you come to and you go around places here and you try to see the type of water you know, the community here, and I'm, I, I probably suggest, I suspect that is the situation in most parts of the country. People are, have resorted to buying water. So you pay the municipal or government for water and you still have to go to the shops and, and buy drinking water. Now, lastly, Kathy, the, the minister must not run away from accountability. And I'm going to respect your, your team for saying we should stick to the, the water. But as part of the services, we, we, we request, Minister, that when you guys are called to the radio and questions are posed or put to you, Kathy is not asking for her own interest. She's asking for us because we know as particularly me as a regular call or a listener. When you are invited for, for particular or specific accountability, you decide, you don't come. And when you come here and, and you force us to divert, then it becomes a problem. So I'm respecting that we're not talking about other issues, but please talk to the issue of where you found infrastructure working and you've messed it up and we are now drinking, either drinking dirty water or the infrastructure is just lying there, fallow, wasted and broken. Kathy, thanks for taking my call.
1: All right. Thanks for that, KGM. Minister Malchobo?
2: Well, uh, let's just put it on record. Um, at any point, we are public representatives and we have never refused to engage in any public platform. Invite us. If there is any matter that requires the engagement, we'll do so. I, I must admit, I've been to Mahikin and uh, there are problems uh, of uh, uh, water disruptions in that particular area. Uh, the municipalities, uh, one of our engagement that was discovered as Water Services Authority stated, uh, they don't have the right skills. Some of them they usually have even have technicians instead of having proper engineers to do this work. For an example, in Mikey King. There is the biggest pipeline that is actually supposed to be providing that particular uh, capital city of Northwest. That pipeline, we discovered that because of neglect and investment of that particular infrastructure over time, it's old and it started leaking. When it started leaking, there was issues of uh, less water pressure and the high-lying areas will have no water at all, including the augmentation of the water treatment plant that is in Mahitain, that we've invested a lot of money as a department. We are working with the president of the Northwest. We're there last week with Minister Mtun and Ms. Kility McCarthy. We have agreed even with private sector, in including the minds on how are we going to work together to deal with that. But we must also admit that the infrastructure philosophy as South African government the question of operations and maintenance was neglected, whether it's it roads, whether it's it electricity, whether it's it water. And in our case for the water sector, we have made the decision that we are going to invest a lot of money working with the private sector to replace old pipelines, because it's useless to fix a pipe of 70 years or 80 years. That is of a technology, which is AC, the access pipelines that are actually leaking from A to Z and losing a lot of particular of water. And in those particular pipelines, you could see that in certain instances, because of corrosion, the water will come out very brown at that particular point in time. That's why when president made an announcement on the Economic reconstruction and Recovery Plan, he did set up an infrastructure office headed by Dr. Ramkhofer, Comrade Sputler them working with public works and infrastructure including private sector we are actually getting a lot of funding just to deal with bulk infrastructure because we have a backlog but also we have not invested to actually with the growth in terms of economy and population there are those particular communities but we are asking that let's work together with communities to deal with those because the other method that has come out around infrastructure is Especially in the old mining towns, whether it's welcome, whether it's in the bar and everywhere, there is a new phenomenon of vandalism of infrastructure and people stealing even the pump stations, including interference within the issues of the valve for the, the truck business can run, but other people are stealing those materials to sell them in other export markets. These are some of the issues that we are dealing with them, but our commitment. To bring water to our people is an obligation that we have, and we shall not fail in uh, in working with those communities to bring water.
1: Let me go to Mike in Middleburg. Mike, good morning.
3: Morning, Katie and the Deputy Minister. Thanks for taking my call. My my name, Leadership. Sure, 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 Keida. Yeah, I've been uh, advocating for... Water Conservation Summit, you know, since the days of uh, former minister Nombula Mukonyane. And my advocation actually was uh, based on the communities, the involvement of communities to conserve water. Uh I remember in 2018, of course, we wanted to lead by example. So we took a resolution, but unfortunately, <laughs> we interrupted uh, Comrade Masovo knows that. Uh, so I want to make a submission uh, that um, we need to revisit that subject uh, so that we get involved. Because despite the...
1: Hello, Mike.
3: changed... Uh, we still waste water. Uh, you move from one to the other, you realize that
0: uh, not to water.
1: All right. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like we're losing Mike from Middleburg. There, that connection not being stable. We're going to take a quick break, and then I'm back with Lindo Gure and Ahmed.
3: Mm-hmm. Laughter you're looking for, catch despicable me one, two, and three and many more. For your dose of weekly amusement, tune in to our Saturday movies at 4 p.m. on SABC2.
0: With Kathy Motana, weekdays 9 a.m. till midday.
1: All right, unfortunately, we're quickly running out of time, but I certainly want to take the last two callers uh, that we have on the line. Mike, sorry we had to let you go there, that connection to you not being great. Uh, Linda Gouche, you're calling us from Boxburg. Good morning.
0: Morning, Siske, and morning, Minister. Morning, 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 brother. Yes, uh, Minister, I've actually sent a proposal before to the to the office of the department there in Suane. I was actually interacting with a guy by the name of Kanum Sima. I was under the impression that at some point that maybe I would be calling to make a presentation because the proposal had actually extensive research in the sector of how, as South Africa, we can actually resolve this whole situation that we are faced with currently. And uh, the particular proposal in question actually deals with the entirety of of the situation, whether it be drought or the long-term infrastructural challenge that uh, us as South Africa are facing. I was wondering, since you've came into office, have you ever heard of such a proposal or or not? Thank you.
1: All right, no problem, Lindogukle. I want to take Ahmed and then uh, give the minister an opportunity to respond. Ahmed, good morning.
0: Morning, Kathy. and morning to the Deputy Minister, Uh, and morning Mm -hmm. to the listeners. Just just very quickly, um, I've heard the comment that society is is getting into this characteristic of of being a non-paying society, and I actually think the reason for that starts actually with the non-service delivery that's being uh, provided by government. Um, truth be told, there's a whole bunch of residents who basically do make payments, but if you're not getting the service from the municipalities, you're going to reach a stage where you decide that there's no point in us paying because we, what are we paying for? And that's what leads to non-compliance across the board. Um, just to hear that government organizations, them are not paying... Or services first and foremost, whether it be electricity or, or, or water, that alone makes you as an individual think and say to yourself, well, if government is not paying, why should I pay? So I think it's very unfair for us to just uh, assume that, yes, we, we're becoming this non-payment type of society because government needs to take responsibility. They are not just there to govern but they are there to lead and to set an example. So if we're going to try and make this work, we need to start firstly by looking at the people who are there and see if they are competent enough to basically handle that position. Because it doesn't make sense that government organizations uh, have these huge debts. Why aren't they paying their bills, yet -hmm. you expect me to, 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 to pay the bills on time?
1: All right. Thank you. Thank you for that, Ahmed. Uh, Minister Maklowo, your chance to respond to both callers before we wrap it up.
2: Well, well um, firstly, I, I, I must just thank all your callers, including Mike. He, he used to be one of the best mayors of them, and he ran the ship very well in Midtletoe. Well, he's no longer there, but he still has to play his part uh, in building our nation. Uh, the other caller, we do welcome uh, uh, input uh, uh, from uh, various organizations about solutions they have, and including academic institutions. Uh, we will always welcome it. Uh, that if you can have uh, contact with the office of the DG or the ministry, we can be in a position to listen uh, to his presentation. Uh, there are people that are responsible to do that because uh, we have a full acknowledgement, Katie, that uh, we, those who are assigned the responsibility in the state, we don't hold the monopoly of wisdom about the problems and challenges and solutions that the country have. We are actually dependent uh, on the totality of uh, humanity in our country to make their own contribution. My, the last column, there are a number of uh, reasons why people are not paying. But uh, as human beings, we do have a social construct and consciousness of knowing what is right and what is wrong. The culture of payment and the the user pay principle is an acceptable one in terms of uh, both economics and even issues of trading that we have to be able to pay. But equally, society must demand of all of us in government that you deserve better. We have to provide quality services. And if you are not happy with the quality of services, you should be able to raise your voice because that's what our democratic dispensation actually um, uh, provides. But to withhold payments, that's illegally and it should not actually be encouraged. I'm a resident myself. I pay rates and taxes. I do have sometimes uh, my own issues with the accuracy of the billing system. That's why these are some of the issues that uh, I've raised that they should be attended to. But uh, government, it has made mistakes, and no one uh, should actually claim that our government is a saint, but our government uh, should be able to correct its mistakes. But we need active citizens. That's why some citizens, whether you go to Harry Smith or you go to other parts of our country, they have taken upon themselves to fix their country, fix portals, fix the water leaks, but at the very same time, hold us as our as your government and your people representatives accountable and demand the best of the best. Thank you.
1: Let's leave it there then for this morning. Uh, Deputy Minister in the Department of Water and Sanitation, David Matlowo. Of course, it also brings us to uh, the end of our show today. As always, thank you so much for the engagement, for the conversation. I really appreciate the fact that you as our listeners are so engaged in the multiple conversations that we have, not just on The Talking Point, but uh, throughout the day on SAF.